Welcome inside of Trash Chatter. I'm your host, Victoria Conway. Pleased to be joined today by Tim Costa. He is getting into the trash bin cleaning industry, but his background is with safety, and that will be the main topic of today's episode. He is a certified safety and health official, as well as an OSHA outreach trainer. Pleased to be joined by Tim today. Tim, how are you? I'm great. Uh, Thanks for having me, Victoria. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Tim. I uh, am excited for this because not many people get into the industry that have your background. And I know you've definitely opened our eyes here at Sparkling Bins with just so many things that we can do better when it comes to safety. Um, First, I want to chat a little bit about your first initial impression when you saw the industry, maybe how you found it, and then how it kind of led you into realizing what you could do for the safety measures. Yeah. So um, uh, I have two young daughters, a seven and a three-year-old, Ada and Hazel. And they're like my little buddies. And we took nightly walks in the summer. It's kind of, you know, my wife's time alone to kind of relax. And as we walk through our neighborhoods uh, on Thursday nights, which is our trash day, you know, we used to make jokes about, you know, and this is how we wonder if our iPhones are listening to us. Uh, We used to make (laughs) the jokes about, you know, how stinky the bins were and there'd be flies, uh, you know, coming around us on our walks. And you would dodge the certain houses that had the you know, really stinky and smelly bins. And uh, within a couple days uh, on, you know, social media, I saw a video and I, I had one of those moments like I couldn't believe this existed. And it became a 20 hour a day thing where it was research and conversations. And, uh, you know, long story short, uh, I became, you know, part of the Sparkling Bins family meeting uh, both, you know, you, uh, Maria and, and, and John. Uh, and it was just a, a great start to uh, a, a wonderful relationship, but just kind of crazy how, how it began. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a safety guy. I'm a clean person. And <laughs> to find something that existed for, you know, at that time, my youngest daughter was still in diapers uh, to kind of help, you know, keep the community clean, safe. Uh, it was kind of right up my alley. So it was a really exciting process uh, from start to, you know, where we are today. And that event has inspired you to launch can be safe consulting to assist with the trash bin cleaning industry. And I know our goals with you is to make this a completely revised with our trucks, with our trailers, just to add those safety measures, because in every aspect of life, we don't really think about what can go wrong till it goes wrong. Uh, When you first came down to our shop, I remember you said to me, I want to see the behind the scenes and did it in a very approachable way. Normally when OSHA is calling you a little hesitant, Um, but I know when you went down there and you, you know, went with our fabrication shop, you opened their eyes and they've been in this for 20, 30 years, what were some of the initial things that stood out to you where you realized, okay, this could be a problem? Well, you know, I, I, you know, I work with thousands of businesses, uh, you know, locally and nationally on, on making sure they have good safety programs and policies. Um, but I have this behavior background that, you know, kind of, you know, makes me look at how, you know, employees behave, but I'm also a statistics nerd. I'm, you know, I'm a safety nerd. It's kind of, you know, my background and, you know, the most common ways to get hurt and injured at work are, you know, you know, driving, working over the road, um, working on or around objects that are moving, um, you know, things that are, you know, really kind of, you know, the most important hazards and exposures that are actually in this bin cleaning industry. You know, so, you know, what I saw is just kind of addressing the driver behaviors and, and making sure that our drivers understand how, you know, although, you know, there is limited exposures, one of them is, you know, working on the road. And, you know, in 2022, we know that distracted driving is one of the most, uh, you know, common causes of accidents, both in, you know, the, you know, uh, our day-to-day lives, whether it's at work or at home. And, you know, I, I just get, 
you know, nervous knowing my background and knowing what I've seen about, you know, someone tailing off the road and hitting our trucks. So we talked about cone usage, um, a lot of behaviors, and then a lot about PPE, you know, safety glasses and, you know, reflective gear uh, to help our, you know, our operators when they're in the field, um, as well as, you know, safety boots. And we're looking to, you know, find a lot of new products out there to kind of, you know, make it work for our industry. We know it's uh, completely different. It's not like a manufacturer uh, that they're very typical and the same. We're, you know, a, a very interesting industry that requires us to do a little bit of research to find out what exactly works best for this industry. And, you know, John and you and your team kind of embrace that. You know, we, we talked about, you know, what could go wrong and we're trying to make sure those things never happen. Um, so developing controls uh, to make sure we're not um, having accidents in the workplace. Um, and it's been a team, you know, we have our executive safety team now. Um, so we're really embracing it as, as a, you know, you know, as a company and as an industry, which was my ultimate goal. And, you know, I think Sparkling Bin's ultimate goal is to make, uh, you know, the bin cleaning industry as safe as possible at all times. Well, I know you definitely opened all of our eyes. And when you spoke at the conference last February that we had, and you were you're a big hit, Tim. People are still talking about Safety Guy Tim. Um, it was a great presentation, and it made safety educational, not more, not like a wrist slapping, like bad on you. Um, and one of the things you did when you came down back in October was you went on a route with one of our drivers, Russo. I wanted to see from your first initial reaction, what were some of the things that maybe he was doing that maybe weren't the safest? Well, uh, Russo's a great guy. We became, you know, best <laughs> friends from 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 day one. You know, I'll hold yeah. Russo in my heart forever. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he could have been petrified having, you know, the, the the safety nerd or the safety guy, you mm -hmm. know, on the truck with him. But he he was he was phenomenal. Um, everything from you know fill, filling up the trucks, uh, you know, to you know getting the route started, and, and and generally we did we we did things you know very safely. But you know. When you're working, you get distracted by the process and it happens in every industry. You know, we got to get the work done. We got to get the work done. And we sometimes lose track of how do we get the work done, you know, the right way and the safe way. Um, you know, just examples of PPE, you know, you know, wearing sneakers, um, you know, he had his blue sparkling bin shirt on, which looked great. But, you know, when you're in the road, it, you know, it blends in with the back of the truck. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that that was obviously something that, that we, we talked about. Um, but I think the most interesting thing that, that kind of happened that day kind of happened, you know, to me when we were kind of going through the process and he was showing me how to operate the trucks. Um, you know, we talk about pulling, you know, curbside. So, you know, our operating, mm -hmm. you know, controls are right on the curb. So the drivers are not standing in the middle of the road. Um, and, you know, we were in a small community, you know, not a lot of high, high traffic, but, you know, he pulled yeah. across the road to, you know, the other side of the road. So we're operating from the street side. And, you know, this is my first day in the truck. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> these all these buttons and, and, and I'm trying to do the right thing. And it's loud, you know, you really can't hear, you know, yeah. you know, what's around you, uh, which was actually surprising to me, you know, the, the, the noise factor, which is something we need to take into consideration. So I have my back towards the traffic, um, which is a big no, no, but it's, it's part of the process, which goes back to why yeah. we need cones and identification saying there's something going on ahead of you. Um, and I was about a foot and a half away from getting hit by a car. Um, and it's on video. We, we showed it at the conference and, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not one to point fingers. That's not how I have ever been in safety. That's not going to get, you know, anything accomplished. Um, what we yeah. did is we learned from, you know, my mistake. But we learned, you know, I think as an industry, the importance of, you know, making sure our operators are driving, you know, on the right side, right side of the road. And when we're cleaning the bins, we're paying attention. And, you know, we're cognizant of what's in, around us and the environment. 
Um, and, and I understand we're still going to have our back towards, uh, you know, traffic at some point, but hopefully with the cones and the signage usage that we may use in the future, you know, that will at least give a little bit of warning to those drivers. Um, but, you know, as a whole, I, 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 I love how efficient the process is. I'm an efficiency yeah. expert and operations expert. So it's a very efficient process but we got to make sure we follow the rules you know we it's not always about productivity which i know it's so hard to tell business owners you know it's not always about productivity um i just want to go back to russo russo's like one of the best you know drivers you have one of the best employees you have as i explained to him russo we need you we need you to be with your wife we need you to be with your family um so we don't want you getting hurt at work right like that's the most important thing um, and I think that's what we talked about at the conference is is the why. We want our drivers, our operators, our owners. We need them. We need them at work. We can't get them ha- having them getting hurt. And we can't have our trucks getting our damage. That's our most important, you know, piece to our business. You know, without our operators, yeah. without our, our, our vehicles or our trailers, then technically we just have a really good idea. Um, and really good <laughs> ideas don't usually make money. Um, uh, Normally not. Not in no. this industry. <laughs> not in a service industry. No. No, not at all. No, you're right. And I mean, I think Russo too, I mean, he was blown away and he's somebody that is very diligent at his job. So what's great is if you give people the right tools, they're going to apply them. And I think that's something as an owner, you mentioned too in the conference. Yeah, it's great to pay people. People love money, but people like how they're treated. They like how they're prepared. And hopefully by putting together this executive safety board we have, we're going to be able to come out with manuals, be able to come out with things that are going to allow us all to have a checklist and hold everyone accountable because it starts at the top. Um, with that being said, Tim, there's already some things we've added on just in the few couple of months we've met you. What are some of those things that have already been instilled and are being planned to be put on trucks and trailers that are manufactured by sparkling bins? Yeah. And sometimes, you you know, when you think about like the simple things, uh, you know, our, our trucks and our trailers stop often and they just, you know, <laughs> there's no, there's no um, rhyme or reason behind it. It's not like a trash truck uh, or a garbage or a waste hauler who's stopping at every you know home or resident. You know, we make random stops, and I noticed that during my day with Russo. And yeah. you know, one of the things that happens is you have people behind you beeping the horns because you pull you know you know right over or you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so one of the first things we're gonna do, um, and that's already been implemented, and I think it's already on anywhere between fifty or sixty trucks at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, stickers on the back that you know say you know caution, you know slow moving trucks, vehicles that stop frequent and often. Just a reminder that, you know, to people behind it that, you know, this vehicle could just stop, um, which is really important. And then we think about, our, you know, the, the, the tail end of our, of our trucks. That's where, you know, our lifting mechanisms are. That's our most valuable piece of equipment. So we don't want to be rear-ended, right? So, um, you know, stickers just on the back of the trucks. Uh, we, we've added also uh, DOT C2 tape. Um, you know, John is doing a great job in our fabrication department with Rick. We're now adding... Uh, the reflective tape um, is required to be along the whole back, which we're doing, but then 50% of the sides and we're adding, you know, 100% of the sides. There's a lot of studies about that retro reflective tape, uh, how um, anywhere between 20 and 40% accident reduction by trucks having those. They're great identification uh, marker, especially in the low light, you know, early morning, uh, dusk, uh, you know, dawn kind of setups. Uh, and if they weren't running into evening, very, very helpful. So you're seeing those being added to the trucks. Um, we've added stickers to our, our, our heaters. I know it's, you know, insane kind of thing, but you have to remind our operators that not to touch them. They are hot units. Uh, we've talked about PPE. We've kind of came up with almost an industry-wide, you know, recommendation for PPE. We're seeing a ton of people going to reflective vest, which is a really, really yeah. good idea. And then currently, um, as of this week, we've spent, 
a significant amount of time on the fabrication of the back steps on um, the SB4 and the SB5s to kind of give a platform for our operators to clean out the hoppers. Obviously, you know, we, we, we talked about this going in a hopper is a prohibited activity. We can't have our drivers going in above 48 inches. Then they need fall protection, all these other requirements. So we want to make a nice little platform on the, on the back of the truck so we can clean the hoppers. Um, and then we're working on, you know, coming up with industry specific guidelines and regulations and driver manuals. You know, this stuff that takes, a, you know, a significant amount of time writing programs and policies. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's going to come. And then we are also working on, you know, a new hire orientation with every new dri- uh, new company. So a new company comes on and, you know, you'll spend some time with Safety Tim over here. And we'll kind of talk about yeah. the rules, the regulations, the things that are good, the bad, um, and the things that can get you in a lot of trouble when you're operating a business. So we're really trying to be proactive, um, you know. It's not easy to turn the switch overnight, and and we talked about it at the the conference, you know, changing attitudes and behaviors and a culture. It takes time, Um, but we're already seeing it happen. You know, I'm getting a lot of pictures and uh, videos of what people are doing in the field, which is – it's great news. Um, So we're really kind of moving forward with being proactive instead of being reactive, which is really the way we need to be in the safety world. No, absolutely. I mean, I've seen people adding the stickers, and I remember when you put up the picture of that at the conference, I looked at my mom, and I thought, like, how dumb are we that <laughs> we didn't think of that? You see those stickers everywhere. So that's that's awesome. That I mean, people right away when we posted that they could get them, we're wanting it. So that's always exciting when people are open to it. And once again, we're inside of Trash Chatter, Victoria Conway, alongside Tim Costa, his background, being a certified safety and health official, as well as an OSHA outreach trainer. And Tim, on the other side, you're safety, Tim, of course, but you're also opening your own trash bin and cleaning service. Queens of Clean, your two beautiful daughters are on the logo. It's awesome. We're working on some renderings for you with the trucks. Um, so far, when you've told people, obviously they know what you do, and then you throw in, I'm opening up a trash bin cleaning business. What's the reception been like so far? Uh, you know, it's it, this is it, it, it's kind of un- unbelievable. Um, you know, I come from a really great community. Um, I have a really great, you know, uh, family and friend network and, and community network. And, you know, it's been unbelievable. Uh, you know, when you have new ideas, you know, I work, like I said, I work with a lot of businesses and sometimes you look at businesses yeah. and you're like, how is this, how does this work? And, and and they make a little thing or a little, you know, piece and, and, and they do very well. And, you know, when I brought this, you know, you know, to, to, to our community, um, you know, to our city, the, the, I, I have a line of people that want us there now. Um, and that's a good thing. You know, that's a really exciting thing. And the funniest part about this whole thing is, and and I'm a passionate person. I I think we all, we all know that. Um, and once I kind of get involved with something, you know, I'm kind of going to go forward. Uh, and it's funny hearing people get excited about trash bin cleaning and it's, 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 it's the moms, it's the dads, it's, it's the little kids, it's the, the older adults. Um, it's, it's everybody. And, um, you know, it's, it's a problem that everybody knows we have, uh, you know, we have our, you know, nice little sayings, you know, that we know that people don't want these bins. Like we don't want this. And I think now the fact that people hear about it, um, it's one of those it's a kind of like a no brainer. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, we know that not this, it's not for every customer. You know, we have to be cognizant of that and pay attention to numbers. Right. That's, you know, the details that we've done is we've done a study of, you know, our community and the demographics in our community, which I think is important for any business owner going into this. But really, you know, we're getting about, you know, 80 percent 
positive feedback. And we know that's not yeah. going to lead into everybody being customers. We know that. But having the support um, and the positive feedback makes it much easier as a new business owner going into an industry that's kind of new to the market. You know, we're in Rhode Island. We have our first trailer, that your Sparkling Bins trailer that just arrived a few weeks ago um, in a few yeah. cities over. And, you know, everything that he's receiving has been, you know, pretty positive. So uh, we're, we're really excited to kind of get started, uh, you know, as our friends and family uh, you know, they want us, they want us yesterday. Uh, you know, the, our community wants us kind of yesterday. Uh, and we really look forward to kind of, you know, hitting a home run here and, and, and kind of, you know, bringing this crazy little industry up here and, you know, kind of make it a no brainer for, you know, our, our customers to kind of get involved in, you know, keeping it clean, keeping, you know, the environment, you know, we're the ocean state, which is kind of beneficial to us. So everything that goes yeah. into our, you know, stormwater system goes back into our ocean. So, you know, the environmental card is, is a no-brainer up here as well. I mean, people like that. They, they love that it's self-contained. They love that they don't have to send out their, you know, significant other to clean the bin that they know they're never going <laughs> to clean. You know, Listen, it, you're, you're preventing fights, Tim, across across households. Well, well, I'll tell a quick funny story. One of my, my, yeah. my, my best friends, uh, you know, my whole life, when I told him we were doing this, he looks at me and he starts throwing out a lot of, you know, profanities a lot of not a nice words and i was really yeah. confused at why he was so upset and, and and he looked at me and he said you know jen my wife we're having a party at the house next week and she made me clean the bins and <laughs> i went to home depot twice because i got the wrong brush and then i had to get all these chemicals and he dry heaved and kind of you know had some bad things happen over the two hours two hours it took wow. him to clean his bin so he was mad at me because we're starting the company a little later than you know would it, would he have, needed it. He needed it. He needed it before the party. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess, you know, you know, we, people don't want to have to open their bins or hold their breath when they go into the garage. Yeah. And it's just kind of disgusting when you think about it. And we all know that. So to have some impact on the community is a, is a really exciting thing. And I think they see that as well. And it's awesome that you I feel like at least Rhode Island has that small town feel. So people will be talking about it. Word of mouth is huge. And that's always good for business. Yeah, we're we're weird. We're weird over here. And, and uh, we talk weird. Uh, you know, we look yeah. a little weird. And, you know, but we all know each other. And it's like, you, you know, it's yeah. like the, you know, you could find somebody that, you know, by just having a conversation. But that's a really good thing for our business um, that mm -hmm. people are, you know, going to talk about it. And they already are. And we're just, you know, you know, waiting for, the, you know, our trucks to get here so we can kind of get up and going and, and see how it takes us. You know, we know there's going to be ups and downs. And you're going to have to pivot. You know, it's a fluid situation when you're operating a new business in a new environment. But when you have support, I think that's probably the biggest thing that you could, could have when you start a new business. Oh, absolutely. And it seems like you guys are definitely off to a good start considering you're waiting for the trucks to come. In this time that, that you've been waiting and launching and coming up with marketing concepts, what are some of the misconceptions you've seen about the industry? Although you haven't started cleaning just yet, but you definitely have talked to a lot of people in the industry and I'm sure you've gotten some feedback. Um, well, I think the misconceptions is, you know, about kind of the industry is one, you're just going to snap your fingers and it's going to work. Um, I don't yeah. think, you know, I'm lucky. I, you know, I keep referencing how many businesses I work with, but, you know, I work with a lot of property managers and golf courses and, mm -hmm. and shipyards and, uh, you know, schools and daycares. So I have a lot of connections to the decision makers, which makes running my business, you know, maybe a little bit, you know, easier because I have that connection base. But I, I think, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, starting a business is extremely hard. Um, I think that people think you can kind of just flip the switch and you start a business. Yeah. Um, everything from trademarking to business licenses to uh, financing to, you know, 
you name it, um, you know, yeah. training and education, it, there's, there's a lot that goes to it. Um, so I would just say, you know, we, we have to just understand that the process. Um, and I think mm -hmm. the biggest misconception is that like, you know, I can take my 80%, 90% feedback, uh, positive feedback and say, oh, that's going to turn into customers. Well, that's not how business works. And we need to understand mm -hmm. that, you know, we're going to get very small percentages. And I also think that the misconception is that like, once you get them, you're going to keep getting them. Um, we have to provide a really good service. This is what we do. We provide a really good service. So if our service is not good, uh, you know, I know from my experience in customer service that if you make mistakes, if you start messing up, if you start doing a, you know, not the job that you should be doing, that reputation is going to follow you and you're not going to grow. You're not going to succeed at the level. Uh, but I also, you know, we, we, you just got to take your time, you know, develop a really good business plan strategy. Um, so you don't have to be, you know, one of those business owners that, you know, is struggling. Uh, so yeah. I guess the misconception is that it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Um, and it's not easy for anyone, um, no matter what business you, you, you run. Yeah. So just understand that, do your homework, study, uh, build relationships. I, I, you know, I, you know, I, I would stress that is the best thing you can do. Build relationships, even with business owners in your community who, aren't in your industry, they may have some information or helpful, you know, tips. So, you know, there are some misconceptions, but I also think there's a lot of positive things out there too, that, you know, this resource, our community is very strong, is, you know, very helpful. You just got to ask the questions. Uh, and I'm sure they'd be very willing to, you know, answer or provide you direction to get those questions answered. Definitely. And you alluded a little bit to some of your connections you might have. You're going to go to residential one commercial truck. How are some of those connections kind of playing into your business plan and how you plan to attack once you do get your trucks? Yeah. So I think, you know, the residential side, you know, every community is different. So, you know, my strategy in, in my community on the residential side is probably going to be a little different than everyone because we, you know, we have one of those communities that, you know, everybody, we're, we're over 100,000 people, which is not that small, but not that big. But everybody knows each other. So we're going to use a, you know, a, a very community-based strategy on the residential side. So I would say our strategy is a little bit different. It could be different than a bigger city or you know, someone that you know, is operating in a place they haven't lived in for 35 years and their family hasn't been there for 80 years um, like my family has. Now, on the residential side where I think I can kind of help the group is you got to find the decision makers, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. um, if you're going after a franchise, if you're going after um, a chain a chain, or um, someone with multiple establishments, it's going to be really difficult to kind of meet with, you know, let's use a property manager. You go to a, you know, apartment complex and you meet with the property manager. Well, that property manager is not a decision maker in most circumstances. They're going to have to go to their pro their their boss and then they're going to have to go to the vice president and then they're going to have to go to the board of directors and so you, you you're going through a lot of levels um so what i would just try to stress is try to get to the decision makers and it's going to require you to do a little bit of research you know look on your secretary of state's website you can find out who the business owners who the uh, who the offices of the company are uh, you, it may require you to leave multiple messages, uh, but don't give up, right? It um, yeah. and, and that's okay. You know, I, I find, because I usually meet with only the decision makers when I do my safety walkthroughs and my safety inspections, that some business owners are great getting back to you. Some are horrible. And some will just get back to you whenever they want to get back to you. Uh, but yeah. I will tell you, 
most do get back to you. You know, I would say 85, 90% of business owners or decision makers will get back to you because they're respected people in their business. So I would just try to find those decision makers, uh, you know, who they are, you know, do some research, right? Um, work with your chamber of commerce. I would say that's probably a really good idea. Um, local, local, your city councilman, uh, your council yeah. people are really, really important to work with. Uh, there's a lot of resources in every state, not just my small state, in every state for small businesses kind of starting up. Uh, get, be part of your community. Um, you know, work with the athletic teams, work with the high schools, because you'd be amazed, you know, how word of mouth travels, right? When you work with the high school and you do a lot of stuff with the high school, well, maybe the parents at the high school are the business owners. And that's kind of how it works, right? So, you know, on the commercial side, I hate to say don't waste your time with the lowest level employee. I would never, ever say that. But mm -hmm. it's going to be real. It's going to require a lot more work and a lot more time to gain the customer. Um, and I see this along with any type of business, whether it's purchasing yeah. a new piece of equipment or whether it's buying, a, getting a new employee. You, you, you want to make sure you use your time the most effectively. So try to get to those decision makers. Do your research. Um, go on the company's website. Almost every company website has in the top right corner, you know, about the business. And then you look at leadership. Those are your, th send LinkedIn messages, uh, send Facebook messages. It's not as hard as people think. We're just nervous that mm -hmm. we have to call a business owner. Well, well, we're business owners or, well, go call the CFO, call the, you know, the, yeah. the person that runs the company. Um, that will make your jobs much easier. Uh, is it easy to do? No. Um, but it, there's resources there. Secretary of State, the company's website, do your research, try to get to the decision makers. It'll make your job much, much easier on the commercial side. If it was easy, everyone would do it, right? Yep. Yeah. So, Tim, for you, obviously with your experience in safety and now bringing that safety knowledge over to the trash bin cleaning industry, what would you say is the best advice you could give someone when it comes to safety? Uh, do it right at the beginning. Uh, it is so hard to kind of go back and start and you know retrain all your employees and train all the change the culture it's overwhelming but it's not as overwhelming as people think it is um we don't have to reinvent the wheel in safety you know although we're you know have our very unique business most of the stuff's out there it might require a little research that's what i'm here for right that's why uh, i'm helping the sparkling bins family uh is to make sure that when there's research that's needed that's that's what i do that's kind of you know my job as a safety person so start at the beginning. Now, you don't have to have, you know, the most robust safety program in the world. It doesn't have to be 200 pages long. But start off with the things that are really, really important, right? Our employees are working on the road. They're working around cars and trucks and heavy equipment. So teach them about the importance of driver safety. Do not assume that because they drive a company, they drive a car to work, that they know how to drive your 22-foot SB4. Like, it doesn't work like that. So uh, educate them on, uh, on driver safety. Educate them on personal protective equipment. Um, educate them on, you know, heat-related illnesses. And, you know, just, you know, every, the simple stuff. Even, you know, what happens when a dog comes running at you and if it escapes, you know, a, a customer's house. Uh, you know, just the basics. You know, we'll get into the, the big things in a little while. We can't overwhelm the industry. But the one thing you could do is if you start out with a plan whether it's a safety plan, or operations plan, whatever your plan is, or marketing plan, you're going to be better off. So educate your people at the beginning. Take credit for your work. That's one of the biggest things that we don't do. So if you have a conversation with your employee about safety, and it may be two minutes long, document that. That's training. 
we we got to get credit for our work because if we have an issue with OSHA or we have an issue with Department of Transportation, we can show them an Excel spreadsheet or if we have an incident that, you know, we talked about this 20 times. Does that limit liability? No. But does it show that you're doing the right thing and you're getting credit for your work? I hate being the high school uh, math teacher, get credit for your work, show <laughs> your work, but show your work, get yeah. credit. So document your training, document your, edu- you know, all that stuff that you do for your employees and then develop a very basic safety program. And then the most important thing to me is do your new hire orientations. If you bring a new employee on, do it right, because if you do it wrong, you're setting yourself up to fit, to fail. And I've done, you know, you don't even want to know how many thousands of orientations I've done in my career. It's literally the most effective thing you can do for a new business is, you know, do orientations with your employees. Uh, make sure they understand the rules, but make sure they understand what not to do, too. Uh, we always, you know, don't do this, right? Because they'll find a way to do it. I see it happen all the time. They find a way to do the thing. You're like, how do they do that? Well, we didn't tell them not to do it. So uh, I guess that's in the long of short of, you know, develop, execute, and then, you know, act behind it is the best way to go about it. I think my favorite piece of advice or maybe tidbit you gave at the conference and now during this podcast was just because someone drives a car every day doesn't mean they can drive these trucks. And we had literally just hired three drivers because like a lot of people, we are desperate for drivers, but desperation shouldn't just mean anyone. And I looked over at my dad and I'm like, we need to have a meeting ASAP because we were thrilled. I mean, we almost threw a party that we got not one, not two, but three drivers in one week because we've been so desperate, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're the right person or that they still don't need a lot more training for driving these these systems. Yeah. And, and one of the things, you know, w- you know, we can we can do is, you know, I've done tons of driver safety training, you know, through the National Safety Council, the defensive driver training. Um, we can do short training sessions where because unfortunately, as business owners, uh, I, I've seen this with my psychology degree. It goes in one ear and out the other. Right. You, have the, you tell them yeah. a million different things. So sometimes it is best to bring an outside person who's a different face, a different name, who can kind of sh- talk about some of the things that. You know, we can talk about um, in regards to driver safety. So that's what Can Be Safe uh, Consulting is is for, is to help you with, you know, the safety training that you may not feel comfortable with, or you just want another voice. Uh, and, and that does usually work well. Um, and that's why people usually bring us in uh, to do training is because the employees are sick and tired of listening to Victoria and John and everybody else. <laughs> definitely um, John. Yeah. Definitely right. John. You know, we, we, we all love John, right? But, you know. Yeah. Um, he talks a lot. Well, <laughs> you know, but so do I. So, uh, you know. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's just really important to, to pay attention to that. And lastly, Tim, before we let you go, obviously can be safe consulting. Great strides have already been made, and I know it's just the beginning for it. In the next five to ten years, where do you want to see can be safe consulting at? So I want to see us, um, you know, forget on my other side of but uh, of the industry. My, my goal for, for the, the bin cleaning industry is uh, just like in my past working, you know, uh, in, in one of the biggest retailers when it came to safety is to make sure when we are looked at as an industry that we're looked at as a whole, as respectable, as safe, as not these rogue, you know, pressure washing, spraying companies that are driving through the street. You know, I I want things to look universal. Um, That makes us look better as an industry uh, when things are universal. Uh, But I also know it takes time. So what what I would like to see is I would like to see in, you know, a year or two from now, three, four years, all of our employees wearing personal protective equipment, right? We're all using some type of, you know, coneage or signage in the roads where, where we're working. Uh, that we're doing driver safety training at the beginning of every season, right? It's not something that we say, oh, we're too busy now. 
but we put time and we devote time to set scheduled training. Uh, you know, maybe it's off hours, but it's set scheduled training. I, I think the biggest opportunity in this industry is training. Um, we are, a lot of us are going from, from owner operators to now owners with employees. That changes everything. Um, that literally changes our liabilities, all the things we have to pay attention, what uh, our concern should be every day. Uh, so I think we have a really great opportunity to start doing more training, uh, whether it's quarterly or whatever we have to do. But in five years, I would love to see that, you know, the trucks look the same. The way we operate looks very, very similar. The way our drivers uh, look in the field look very similar. But the most important thing to me is in five years, uh, we can kind of approach an insurance company as a, as a whole and say, look at how safe we are. We've went five years and we've now have... 4,000 businesses running in the U.S. or whatever that number may be. And look, we don't have accidents. We're, we're, re we're really safe. And the accidents may, we may have is someone rear-ending us at a red light. Like maybe yeah. somewhat out of our control. Uh, but I would love to see in like five years that we look back and we look at our industry and say, holy moly, that is a safe industry. Because I work with a lot of industries that are like that. You look at them and they're like, that's a safe industry. And I think we have a really great opportunity because we have such a close network and we have sparkling bins in, in common mm -hmm. that if we you know, push out everything through sparkling bins, it makes it easier for our community to kind of follow along. Well, I'd like to thank Tim Costa for coming on today to talk about his background in safety as well as his plans for his future business, Queens of Clean Inc. Once again, he's a certified safety and health official as well as an OSHA outreach trainer. Tim, thank you for all the contributions you've already made to the industry. I know so many connections have already been made. We're really thankful that our paths crossed with you, you opened our eyes, and we're really excited to implement all of this onto all of our systems and continue educating the industry because at the end of the day, I think we all just want to be safe and we're excited to continue doing that with you and building that relationship. Thanks for coming on the podcast today and appreciate all that you do. Toria, thanks for having me. It's, it's great being part of the Sparkling Bins family. I'm very excited to see where this goes in the future and to uh, be part of everything very much. 